This is the Grow My Clinic podcast by Clinic Mastery, where we help you deliver amazing client experiences to grow your clinic. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Grow My Clinic podcast. My name is Jack O'Brien. Thank you for sharing your earbuds with us today. We have a, another guest on the podcast, mixing it up again, not an external guest, but this time, one of our very own. Peter Flynn, welcome to the podcast. How are you, mate? Good, thanks, mate. Happy to be here. Cool. So for those who are unaware, Pete uh, is one of the Clinic Mastery team. He's one of our mentors and helps guide clinics through the Business Academy and is an absolute gun at almost everything. He's fantastically good looking and uh, can run a clinic. So what we're, doing, what we're going to talk about today is exactly that, how Peter and his business partner, Andrew, have been able to grow their physio clinic uh, like it's on steroids. It's been out of control in some regards over the last couple of years. The clinic growth has been amazing and a lot of that is to do with new client attraction, marketing and systemizing what it means to attract good quality clients to your clinic. So, Pete, we've had you on the podcast previously with Andrew speaking about the PhysioFit journey and evolution, where that came from. Can you speak to us a little bit around PhysioFit's ethos and approach to growth why were you so desperate to get growth and how did that then come about how did it play out yeah absolutely so i think firstly our approach to growth has been you know we we have a, a mission statement of we want to change the healthcare experience for the better and in order to do that we have to see more and more people we have to help more and more people so for that we need to grow and we need to be able to hire more people we need to be able to open more clinics. Uh, and so that's the that's the real driving goal behind it is we want to continue to expand. The larger we are, the more people that we can help each week there. You know, we've got a goal uh, by the end of December 2020 to be helping 600 people a week. And we're currently around the 300 marks. So we want to double that uh, within two years. Um, personally, I'd love to do it within 12 to 18 months. Yep. I love it. And that's from a from a standing start, yeah? This isn't a clinic that you inherited like I did. You built this from seeing one to two patients a week in a really rapid space to get to where you are now, um, seeing, you know, over a 1,000 patients a month is unreal. So that's a lot of patients. <laughs> How do you do it? Where do they come from? Talk us through some of the marketing approaches you've been uh, been able to use effectively. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, I find marketing really, really exciting and really fun because you can be quite creative with it. And uh, if you told any of my teachers in high school that I was going to be creative when I grew up, they would have laughed. <laughs> but with, with marketing, we can look at all the different avenues and how we can then systemize those uh, and then, you know, play to your strengths there. So if we, if we sort of split our marketing into professional referral marketing and non-professional referral marketing, then online marketing... And then look, looking also, splitting that further down to your Facebook ads, your Google ads, and then your lead generation through email marketing and those types of things where MailChimp and Clinic Apps come into it a bit more there. Uh, and then just networking on the ground. So there's a lot of different avenues there that we can follow. And, you know, we, we do every single one of those. It's not just this is our main one. Uh, we know it, we know what we're best at, but we also recognize the areas for improvement and the opportunities there. Mm. Um, maybe if we start with, with online, online's a really, a really fun one to start with there. Yeah, yeah, I think we might tackle a whole bunch of those strategies. Um, and I think for the listeners, if I can just reinforce what Pete said there, it, it's so critical, like you did, to go back to the start and go, this isn't about, 
you know, some of those businessy slimy terms of marketing and lead generation and new clients. What we're actually talking about here is being able to help more people to change an industry for the better. Uh, so when you've got that driver, that why behind you, it makes a massive, massive difference. So that would be my first learning already. And then the second learning would be a business and a mentor of mine, Wes Hone, has always said you need 10, at least 10 pillars or 10 strategies happening, all generating some of their own leads and conversions week on week, month on month, year on year. You can't just have Facebook ads and run it for a couple of weeks and then stop that and turn your attention to your GP referrals and then turn your attention... It's got to be a combination of strategies, which I love that you've done. So, sorry to interrupt there, mate. I just wanted to reinforce those points uh, as you were. Continue. No, no, absolutely. Um, <laughs> so, I think my favorite way of marketing, especially online, is content marketing. And, it, you know, I know that's one of your favorites too, Jack. And it's all about how can we give back to people? How can we educate people? And how can we talk to people over, over a period of time? And that's what I think the real... The real win is in online marketing these days, especially, we're not putting an ad out and saying, you know, come and see me. We're saying, you know, do you have a shoulder injury? Asking them questions where they can select or deselect themselves. They can then go through the process and then we're going to give them free content. We're going to say, hey, try this exercise. Mm. If you've got this issue, this exercise is going to help you to feel better. And at the moment, one of the things that I'm doing in relation to that is I'm releasing about two or three videos per day on shoulders for November and at the end of November um, I'm going to retarget those videos because you can retarget really nicely on Facebook to people who have watched 90% of those videos and I'm hoping to have an audience of 10 to 12,000 people there and then in December I'm going to retarget them giving them more free content because I'm trying to just add more value to them and if anyone here follows Gary Vee it's one of his favourite things to talk about is how you can add value to people. Yeah, right. That's un- like that's so sorry to play devil's advocate, mate, but that's a lot of content. So some people would say that's one, how do you consider that much content? And then two, what about giving away all of the free stuff? Uh, firstly, I'd say, you know, two or three videos a day. I look at that and I go, maybe I should be doing more, <laughs> to be honest, because the more, the more we do, the more we get in return. The more free stuff I give out, the more people that come in return. I can't go to the gym these days without someone recognizing me of that guy off of Facebook who helped them with their shoulder. And people who, I guess a lot of people are worried about giving away their best stuff. They're like, you know, if I give them my best exercise, will they still come and see me? Mm-hmm. Well, they're sure as hell not going to go and see the guy down the road who they have no idea who that person is. And you'll give these people your best exercise and your best te- techniques for getting them better, but you're not prescribing them you know, an individualized program that's going to get them 100% better. Yes, these exercises will help them to improve their situation. And then because you're retargeting and talking to these people over a period of time, you know, you might retarget them four, five, six times before they then choose to buy from you. And it's all about talking to people over a period of time until they've made the decision that you're the expert and you're the person to see. Mm. And that would be my distinction about giving Oh, it's music to my ears. I think the, the lesson there is when you give your best stuff away, it's not that people are going to take your advice and do it and do yourself out of a job. What it is is that you give your best stuff away as, an, as, a, as a reflection of how generous you are and you build that trust and credibility so that when people need help, 
they probably won't do what you've told them to do on the video. They're going to come to your clinic and pay a premium for your advice because you've proven your authority and expertise in the space. Okay, so we've addressed that issue of, of giving away your best stuff for free. Yeah. I reckon there's going to be still some listeners hung up on two to three pieces a day or two to three pieces a week. What sort of content are you talking about here? So typically what I'll look at doing is I'll, I'll create a few pieces of written content because I'm always pushing people back to my website because if you've got a Facebook pixel on your website, you can also track who's gone to your website and you can sort of track them as they go through different stages through your website. And you can get really imaginative with that and, uh, and take them through a funnel on your website too, which can be really quite fun. And you can get really, really good results from that. Uh, but two or three pieces a day, um, I, I'm constantly linking different videos back to the same piece of content because they all relate to that piece of content there. Sure. I personally don't enjoy writing content that much because it takes time, whereas the video I can shoot in 60 seconds and it's done mm-hmm. nice and easy. All I would say for the people that they think, you know, three 60-second videos is a lot during the day is that's the, the amount of time it takes me to wait for a coffee to be made and I probably have 15 of those a day. And so <laughs> if I just cut my coffee intake by three then I can actually fit another three videos in that day. <laughs> People get too hung up on what do I look like on camera, what do I sound like, did I strip up over my word? And just reflect on the fact that if you trip up over your over a word in you know a consult or something like that, you don't stop the consult and start again. You just keep going because that's what sure. people do. People make mistakes. Sure. And um, you know, it just lets people know that you're real. Mm. Yeah, it's a, it's a good point there is you do have time. We can make time. We can answer simple questions, yeah? That's really in your videos. You're yeah. talking about I saw this patient with X condition or I saw this patient with Y condition. We often get asked this question and, and not getting too hung up. Again, hate to play devil's advocate, but people do worry about what they look like and what they sound like. I don't have a great voice for video. Have you found, Pete, that you get much negative feedback or any negative feedback at all? And if so, how do you deal with it? Absolutely. Uh, that was one of my biggest barriers when I first started doing videos was, right. was negative feedback, although I hadn't got it yet. It was just a, a phobia. I was like, you know, sure. what if someone doesn't? Um, and trust me, plenty of people don't like me, so that's, that's all good. When I did get my first piece of negative feedback on a video, you know, I was pretty taken aback by it and I ended up getting, you know, within a few months' time, maybe 10 pieces of feedback, you know, about how I looked, how I sounded, what I said, those sorts of things. And what I did with that was I compiled those and made, I don't know if you've ever watched celebrities read mean tweets. Um, I think it's Chip <laughs> But I actually had Peter reads mean comments um, and it was absolutely hilarious. Um, and now I really look forward to a comment that's uh, saying something like that because I'm just going to compile them and release a video on PhysioFit of Peter reads mean comments. And it's just that quite exciting actually. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's a really important way to look at it. You know, for for those clinic owners, don't often we're fearful about what our what our uh, collaborators or competitors would say. Yeah, our colleagues. I'd say that's not a rational fear because it doesn't matter what your colleagues think; they're not your potential patients. Yeah, and so if a if you're worried about feedback from your colleagues, don't get hung up because they're not the ones that pay the bills they're not your target audience. And B, if you're concerned about feedback from patients, I guess we want to think about our ideal patients. And if they're ones to complain and whinge or be a keyboard warrior from behind the scenes, then they're probably not your ideal client either. 
Okay, Pete. So let's let's get really practical, tactical. We can take marketing anywhere. Tell us yeah. how has PhysioFit used video on Facebook? Video on Facebook is really really good because you can look at how you know the percentage of the video that someone's watched, um, and that really helps with retargeting because you can retarget based on people who have watched say ninety percent of the video. If someone's watched ninety percent of a sixty to one hundred and twenty second video. That means that they're very interested in what I'm saying because they've taken their time out of their day scrolling through Facebook to watch me for that amount of time. Um, so anything that we do on Facebook, we try and make very video orientated because we can just we, we understand how much interest that person has in, in that uh, particular topic and then we can just create audiences around that. So I have an audience for running. I have an audience for lower back. I have an audience for shoulders. And it's just continually getting added to every video I put up. I just add into that audience there and the, the audiences just get bigger. And then when I want to then ask for something or offer a special for a, a lower back program or a hamstring program, it's going out to the people who I know are interested in that right. area already. Okay. So what you're saying is you're putting out some general content and if there's a bit of interest, you're showing some moderately specific content. And if there's interest, you'll then show some highly specific content or ask for a, a conversion, ask for a booking. Is that right? You're taking, rather than going, I've never met you before, but here's a video through yeah. to book an appointment. You can't go from A to C. You've got to go from A to B to C. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So there's just continuously adding in more and more touch points um, and creating larger and larger audiences that I can then reconnect with. Okay. So, great. So, we've talked about the type of content, how to funnel that, and, and this is for the uninitiated in the back end of Facebook where you create audiences and target videos to specific audiences. Can you give us some ideas of results, Pete, in terms of if we do a video, how many new clients should we expect? How many dollars per new client should we expect? That's a very hard question to answer depending on... <laughs> On, on the video, um, I, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't look at any one video and say I want to make a return on investment of this. I would say, look, a really good campaign uh, that's been set up, you know, for the past six to eight weeks can be really effective. And I think our most effective ever campaign was was on shoulders and it was a horrible video. I hated that video. <laughs> um, we've actually run it like five or six times now and it gets great results every time we do run it. Um, but we managed to get 40, 41 new clients within two and a half weeks from that and we were paying about $3 per new client there, which is, yeah, ridiculous. And the thing with Facebook and, and those types of markings is you can scale it. And the only thing that I would do differently if I did it again is create a larger audience to begin with to then retarget to, I would say, sure. on hindsight. Yeah, okay. That's interesting. And in your experience now having worked with tens and hundreds of clinics across Clinic Mastery, yeah. How many new clients, could, if someone's never done much on Facebook before, how many new clients a month could they potentially expect to generate? I think a lot, a lot of it does come back to how much time and effort they're willing to put in and if they're willing to plan. Planning is essential in any marketing campaign there. Um, if, if you're putting out one, you know, one video per week, then you probably can't expect much from that. If you're putting out three videos per day, then I would have no doubt in saying you can be looking at you know, maybe 10 or 15 clients there. Um, once you get to the retargeting stages, um, which is, you know, two, maybe three months down the track, once you've created these audiences, then you can start to get more and more back from that. But I, yeah, and it does obviously depend on the budgets that you're using there as well. 
as with as with anything, marketing is very scalable. So if you've got something that's working really well on ten dollars a day budget, it's probably going to work really really well on fifty dollars a day budget. Mm, yeah, <laughs> if ten dollars a day isn't good, then fifty dollars a day probably won't be good still. Yeah, it's a, it's a great point. So, and I totally agree. I'm a massive proponent of Facebook ads and using video content, both myself and with the clients that we help through the Business Academy. In my experience, if you can get to a place where you can invest, say, $1,000 per month, it's yep. reasonable to expect a new client per day out of that. Um, and if we boil those numbers back, if we're talking 20 or 30 new clients a month from Facebook, we're yep. talking about an acquisition cost of $30 per new client, which is just unreal if we think about the lifetime value of a patient that might be worth $500, $800,000 to your clinic to spend 20 30 or in your case, $3 at one stage. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it, it's super exciting and, and it is not unusual to expect 20, 30, 50, 100 new clients a month from Facebook when it's dialed in nicely. Pete, if you were talking to someone who has never done videos for Facebook, what's something you wish you knew when you started? The quality of the video doesn't doesn't matter as much as you probably think it does okay. when you start. The best videos that you do will probably not be the best performing videos that you put out there. Yeah. I read a really interesting book called The Originals and they looked at you know, what was the thing between, you know, the most creative, best people of all time, your Shakespeare's, your Beethoven's, all of them, their best pieces of work that they felt were, that they were flops. And the stuff like Shakespeare, they, you know, almost didn't release because they thought it was crap. Right. <laughs> yeah. That goes out there and becomes, you know, the most famous. And so the only thing that was similar between these people that, that did this was that they just released in like enormous volume of work. And so what I took away from that is, I'm not going to be able to tell which is going to be the best video on Facebook. That's not up to me. That's up to Facebook to decide. Sure. But if I put out 50 videos a week compared to 10 videos a week, something is much more likely to become a viral hit. Mm. Yeah, so totally volume, agree. Volume over, I guess, trying to have the best quality video out there. Okay. And when you refer to quality, we talk. does audio matter? And do you have any tips around beginners with audio? Uh, yes, audio audio matters. Um, I, again, not as much as we think because my, uh, my best ever performing video had horrible tinny audio on it. But yes, I do believe it matters. But the thing I think matters even more than the actual audio, but as long as they can hear you, are subtitles. 63% of videos on Facebook are watched without sound. And mm-hmm. so just think of when you're at work or when you're doing something like that, you watch a lot of videos without sound. So if you can have them captioned, then mm-hmm. you're not going to lose 63% of your audience. And you can go to rev.com and for a dollar per minute of video, they'll caption it for you and they're very accurate. Yeah, absolutely agree. Interesting side note, Pete. Uh, I'm a proponent and a fan of rev.com. And because I've been to their website, they're retargeting me with ads on Facebook now, which is very clever. They practice what they preach. But the fascinating thing, and I love this marketing, the rev.com Facebook ad that I'm seeing says, it's a little graphic of a, a stick figure. And the caption says, I don't know if you've seen this, the caption says 63% of Facebook videos are watched with the audio on mute while someone is on the toilet. 
(laughs) (laughs) And uh, I'm assuming that's true in most people's lives. Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny that personally, but it's uh, just a fascinating side note that people do watch it on silent when they're at work or in the bathroom or who knows where they might be. Subtitles are a massive play. I would say that um, I would echo all that you've said and also note that a, a simple quality microphone is vital. I'm looking right here at a Samson lavalier mic that a great friend of mine gifted me, uh, also the Rode SmartLav microphone. They'll range somewhere between $60 and $160. It's an investment well worth doing for audio. Don't stress too much about the video quality. Your iPhone or Samsung is, is enough and get it up there, get it out there and, and produce lots. Ryan Holiday, is a, I'm an author, I'm a massive fan of, wrote a book called Perennial Seller and he said just that, you need to produce volumes and volumes of content in order for something to stick. If you don't produce volumes, nothing will stick. So mm-hmm. I love it. What, what else have you got for us, Pete, on, on video and Facebook as we wind up? Uh, on, on Facebook in general, I had a, a chat with a – well, Facebook will offer you chats occasionally with their marketing team where you spend a certain amount of budget through Facebook. Had a chat with them late last week, and the big takeaway point that I got from that one was the algorithm that Facebook are using at the moment for how your content is pushed out to your audience has changed. So the the big takeaway for this is you want to be using split tests on your audience. That is getting a a little bit, I guess, more involved now. But they said, you know, let's say you've got an audience of 160,000 people. When you're halfway through creating your ad, Facebook has already decided maybe the 10% of those that that's going to get shown to. It's already Mm. decided that. So it's not going to 160,000. It might be going to 16,000 in total. Right. So if, if you can use, if you can split test it and make between five to 10 with just different, slightly different caption or a slightly different image to start with, then mm-hmm. it's going to pick a different subset for each one of those. And then the algorithm between those will be able to actually push the budget into the ones that are working and take it away from the budget of the ones that aren't working. And like I said, that's getting a bit more complex now. Sure. But that's, that's the sort of thing you can get Facebook and Facebook will then help decide what's working, what's not working and do the legwork for you that we previously did. I love it. Again, it just speaks to creating lots of content to give the juice to Facebook. It's um, super stuff. All right, mate, that's really useful. I'm sure listeners uh, have pulled heaps of value out of that. We're going to have a whole bunch more podcasts with Peter coming up. So you can find out, you can check out PhysioFit and see how they do it. Uh, if you head to their website, you'll probably get pixeled and chased around the internet. <laughs> but uh, it's a fascinating evolution. Uh, and again, really interesting listeners to go back and watch some of the early stuff of PhysioFit and read some of their earlier content which is still available, it's about progress over perfection and Peter and his team are masters of that. Pete, thanks for sharing your insight. If people want to check out PhysioFit, where should they do that? If you want to check out PhysioFit, head to uh, physiofitadelaide.com.au. Try not to check out the two early videos. They were pretty bad. Um, (laughs) Feel free. Feel free. Awesome. And you can also read about Pete and uh, the rest of the Clinic Mastery team over at clinicmastery.com forward slash team. And if you want the show notes from this episode, any links, any highlights, you can head to clinicmastery.com forward slash podcast. That's where it all lives. We really appreciate all of the reviews and ratings on Stitcher and iTunes, SoundCloud, all the places. We just we just love hanging out with your earbuds, whether you're walking the dog or driving the car or lifting weights in the gym. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Pete, thank you for joining us. Thank you, mate. Thanks for having me. 
And listeners, we look forward to bringing you another episode really soon. This is the Grow My Clinic podcast by Clinic Mastery, where we help you deliver amazing client experiences to grow your clinic.